welcome to Conversations with Sarah. I'm Sarah Redden of SRTT, your online space for personal development. And today I'm joined by Lynn from Happy Kanga Crafts to share her journey of managing mental health. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you for joining me. Hi, thank you for having me here. Thank you for coming. Um, it's great that you've kind of stepped up and you're, you're willing to come in and share some of like your personal journey for people to kind of listen to where you've been and what has helped you go, th- helped you through your struggles. So thank you so much for coming along and, and speaking with me. Would you like to just share a little bit about sort of Happy Kanga Crafts and, and you and, and where you are right now? Um, so I, I started Happy Kanga Crafts um, in September 2020. So it's it's only fairly new. Um, I have um, struggled with anxiety and depression in the past. So when the, um, when the lockdown was like really making people struggle with the mental health, I kind of wanted to do something um, to support that. So um, I've always been a crafter, so I always made things. Um, and I initially started it just to um, spread a little bit of joy. Um, as time went on, I decided I kind of wanted to do more than that because mm. I have had so much experience myself with um, mental health, both in terms of supporting others and myself. Um, I wanted to try and help make other people's journeys easier um so it's it's over the year it's kind of developed more into actually creating items that support self-care and well-being um and hopefully making other people's journey a little bit easier yeah and there's so much need for that um at the moment I think you know lockdown really made it difficult for for a lot of people and we've recognized that actually we need more support systems in place so I think it's really important that that's out there and available for people um are you happy to share some of your stories sort of what where you've been with with your mental health yeah that that's fine um so I've I've always grown up around mental health um the majority of my family have had mental breakdowns um at points so very early on in my life I had seen this and Mm. had seen the impacts on the rest of the family and it, it it was difficult um so I grew up learning how to support other people with their mental illnesses and um I even went to university to study psychology then afterwards to kind of better understand what was going on um with 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 people's brains yeah (laughs) Um, yeah. so if, if I could if I could work out what was um happening and hopefully be able to help people um and then but I I was always on the side of I'm the strong one that's supporting other people. I was very adamant that I wasn't ever the one that was suffering. So I was quite open about talking about mental health in terms of other people. Um, But I wasn't as as much about um, me. And then in um, 2016, we had a really rough year. We had um, five family members um, die within an 18 month period. And my husband walked out when my daughter was three. Um, So it was, it was a really, really tough time. And I had a, I had a bit of a wobble. I was really struggling. I had what I classed then as a breakdown, although actually it, having had a, had a more severe breakdown since (laughs) I no longer class that as a breakdown. um, I I was still able to function, but really I needed help then. Yeah. I should have got help then. Do you feel um, like that you could function because you had to function? Was it one of those kind of yeah. moments? Yeah, like as, as far as I was concerned, I was 
left to look after a three-year-old. At that time, my ex-partner's hours were not stable. So I didn't know when I was going to get support or anything. I didn't live near any of my family members. I had to go to work because I needed the money. I couldn't afford to not go to work. Um, And I needed to wake up every day and do everything because I had to look after Amber. And she she was struggling. She went absolutely crazy during that year, which is completely understandable. Um, But then I kind of forced myself to be okay and just get on with it. Um, But then a couple of years down the line, so in January 2019, I think it was, um, like life was actually going pretty well. Like I'd got a stable job that support, like that was term time only. So it was helping with, so I didn't have to worry about her schools and anything. Um, Amber was happy. I had um, a boyfriend who was very supportive and loving and looking after me. Well, I didn't need looking after at that time, but he he was he was always there. It was that supportive kind of you felt yeah. loved, cared for in that kind yeah. of way. So so life was going completely fine, and then but I was still struggling with life, mm. and it was kind of like you know how you always end up thinking oh like if, if ever you're feeling down you think oh like it'll get better when this and it'll get better when that and actually everything was fine yeah. so if I was still struggling to cope with life then it was an issue and actually I got to a point where I started crying every day in work um and then one morning I woke up at two in the morning I I couldn't face it I couldn't face life I couldn't face the day I couldn't face mm. doing anything I was absolutely petrified about going into work um but I was having a wrestle in my head. I was like, I, I can't go into work. I physically cannot make it out of the door to go to work today. But I also physically can't ring them up on the phone and say, I can't cope with this. I can't cope. Like my mental health is, I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. Um, I chickened out and I sent them an email at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> um, because I could write it down. I couldn't yeah. say it out loud, but I could write it down. And um it ended up being like I thought I'd only be off for a couple of days and I'd pull myself together and it'd be fine I ended up being off for three months um I had to go on antidepressants and I was having counseling and um basically I I couldn't speak like it was it was the most horrendous um few months of my life I I couldn't speak I could barely leave the house I managed to leave the house to get Amber to school yeah and then I'd hide back in the house all day um doing just like the regular things like being able to wash the dishes and cook tea all of it felt like so much effort yeah and if ever I did make it out of the house I then became paranoid that anyone would see me and think oh she's fine and actually yeah. inside I was like completely breaking down I started having panic attacks um I tried to go back to work before I was ready and I ended up in the um in the bathrooms having a panic attack on the floor because I just, I, I couldn't breathe. It was, it was absolutely horrendous. Um, and it, it took a long time. Like I went back after three, three months. Luckily my work was very, very supportive and they eased me in and they were well aware that sometimes I would need to step out and that was fine. But um, it's even, even now, like we're two years on, on from, well, two and a half years on from that now, I, I wouldn't say that I'm cured. I am an mm. awful lot better. I'm, I'm now off my antidepressants and I've found like a balance in my life. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a long-standing struggle and it, but 
life is definitely better than it was in 2019 yeah yeah like, and it's, it sounds like you you went through quite a lot so that the fact that you're able to kind of kind of sit with me now and, and talk and and share I, it feels like that's a progression from where you were not even wanting to leave the house to be oh, able definitely. to to sit and share your story um so thank you for you know doing that um so we, we started to explore a little bit about kind of you, you talked before that when you looked at mental health you looked at it from the perspective of other people struggling with mental health and how yeah. you can support them so going through your experience of needing that support how if if anyway has that changed your view of mental health um I I'd say that lo- looking back I feel very very ashamed about how I thought about my family um like I'd seen my mom have a breakdown, I'd seen my sister um, being unable to speak. And I, I I hate saying it now, but I in my head, I was judging them. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, you, you can be doing this, you can be doing that, you could be helping yourself so much more. And, um, and I was thinking like, how do you get to that point without asking for help? But actually, it's so easy. It's so easy yeah. to get to that point without asking for help because like reg everyday life is hard and some suddenly you get used to that being hard and then it gets harder and you get used to it and it's all little steps that you don't see and slipping down the hole is very very easy but then trying to get out of it again is hard like I didn't realize how how much effort just actually getting up out of bed would be um or leaving the house or being able to be around people in the presence of other human beings and not freak out. I didn't understand how hard that was. Like mm-hmm. for, from an academic side, like you think like these are the symptoms, this is the cure. Like it makes sense. You yeah, do it's linear, it's linear, isn't it? Like if, we, if yeah. you do this, then this will change. But when you're in that state, the doing is the, the hardest bit, isn't it? Even being, being able to consider being able to do something different. Yeah, it's it's so so hard like it feels like you've got a massive weight on your shoulders all Mm. the time doing anything um so that that's probably one of the biggest things that's changing changed in my view is actually I'm a lot more um I'm a lot more forgiving about other people's actions now I'm actually like I completely understand why like how hard it is and like I was in a very lucky situation. I had a supportive work and a supportive family and um, people around me and I didn't have like the extra money worries and everything that a lot of people have. Um, And even I found it hard. So when you do have all those extra things and you don't have the support, uh, I understand that it is a lot harder. Um, And as as well, the other thing that changed was I realised how um, invisible it is. So... When I, when I was going back to work initially, um, like before I was ready, um, my boss came up to me, like I, I was in the, the lunch hall and she came up to me and she's like, oh, you're doing really, really well. You look, you look like you're, you're really yeah. in it. And I'm like, I felt like I was vibrating. Like my entire body was shaking all over and my he- head was just like so busy and it felt like it was exploding. Mm. Um, and I was like, how, how can you not? how can you not notice that how can you not not see that I'm like falling to pieces but actually it is invisible so much of mental health it goes on inside your head and that doesn't show which 
also then kind of it makes me ask more now like yeah. are you okay like yeah. even like I think that's why it's so important to have that open conversation about mental health even if you don't think that there are any mental health problems yeah um because you never know yeah and, and it resonated with me when you said about sort of being the strong one and all of that I think when when you're seen in your family dynamic or your social circle as the strong one oftentimes um people don't recognize that you're having difficulties because you seem to keep it all together for everyone and everything um and it is like you say it's going on inside isn't it and um I don't know about you but I know when I went through sort of some times of difficulties that was the hardest thing for me to hear people telling me how strong I was because I then felt I couldn't say what I was finding difficult it feels like you're letting them down if you say actually I'm not I'm not coping but I I was actually really like when, when I realized I was starting to struggle, I, I didn't want to tell my family because, because mm. of that. Like I, I didn't want to put extra burdens on them and I didn't want them to be ashamed of me that I wasn't coping. But actually it was, it was, in, it was incredible. No matter what they had going on in their head, they were so supportive. Even if I rang up my mum, just crying on the phone, I, I, I'd, <laughs> I'd gone to work one day, I'd, I'd got to the car park and that was it. And then I was like, I knew that I couldn't go in, but I couldn't say anything. So I literally picked up the phone and rang my mum. Again, I couldn't tell her any of this. I couldn't get any of the words out. Yeah. And she just said, like, I'm here. You're okay. When you're able, go for a walk. <laughs> just, just go for a walk down the street and back. And then ring me when you're, ring me when you're able. But like the support that you have, even if other people are struggling, it's, it's amazing. Like I, I know that I'm very lucky to have that um and they 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 weren't ashamed in the slightest that I I wasn't able to be the strong one and that I had problems it just made me human like Mm. we all we all have struggles that is the thing like with 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 managing mental health is we we all have struggles we all have difficulties and somebody's difficulty may seem bigger than yours and but that doesn't make yours not important to you yeah and it, and it is that being able to reach out and being able to connect um, and being able to express what's going on makes, I think, makes a difference in being able to manage what's happening. I don't know, what advice would you give to people that are kind of in that space that you were in? I, I, I'd say, first off, talk to people. Like, you will be surprised at what support you will get. I know not everyone has, like, a supportive family, but there will be someone that, is supportive and actually I think you'll find find that like you said other people have been through that and they are going through that um I, I did um a live on my group um very early early on like talking about my mental health for mental health week and I got so many messages through afterwards saying I never knew that but actually like I've been really struggling with exactly the same thing right now so really thank you for for mm-hmm. speaking up about it um I mean the other thing that I'd say is stop trying to be the strong one stop trying to do everything and make sure everyone else is okay um yeah. it's it's like in in the airplanes like i've never actually been on an airplane but i've, I've heard i've heard this thing <laughs> where you put on your mask before you put on yeah. the other people's mask because you can't help anyone else if you're in that state so it is really really important to take yeah. whatever time even if it's just five minutes sitting down with the cuppa or reading a book or i get to work five minutes early now 
so that I can literally sit in the car and do nothing for five minutes so that I'm not still busy from the the school run and then jumping straight into work like that five minutes piece is sometimes what it takes to not be a bad day yeah and it's so important to I mean I I talk about this all the time it's the core of all the work that I do It is the foundational message that I give to everyone that self-care um you know it's not bubble baths it's not face masks it is those moments of checking in with yourself uh taking time in the business doing the things that connect into you and your soul and being able to kind of be like okay this is me and this is what I need um and it is that those small bits that five minutes in the car between one task and another task I mean what difference has that made for you oh it's 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 made a massive difference like I I don't go into work now as a panic like I I've it, it helps you to like reset your brain it just helps you to reset get back to the calm levels and it's the same when I get home from work if I have that five minutes when I get in then I'm up to playing with my daughter and having fun with her otherwise yeah. I'm just getting stressed and then it'll end up with arguments like before yeah. you know it um it really makes a massive massive difference um one, one other thing that I, I think really helps is like my, my driving instructor used to always tell me um words have power because constantly in my lessons I was saying I can't do this I'm rubbish I'm never going to learn to drive and I was saying that about so many other things as well and he would constantly tell me after it he'd say words have power so be careful what you're saying about yourself yeah because you start to believe it yeah and actually it can it becomes like a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy like you say you can't do it and then it makes you it makes you actually not be able to do it whereas if you're more open about it and stop talking down about yourself it really really makes a massive massive difference and it it makes me feel like a better person like my self-worth has gone up since I've stopped being so horrible about myself because other people aren't being horrible about me and you wouldn't say that to your to a friend would you You wouldn't say those things to someone you love so (laughs) it is it's curious to me that that you know it's somehow acceptable to say all these horrible things to ourselves and it really does make a difference doesn't it when we challenge that self-talk and start to be even if just being neutral just being like I'm okay this is okay I can I can do this today kind of thing it's it really does shift from yeah the more negative you speak to yourself the more negative you will feel because it is that constant bombardment of I'm not good enough Mm. and and you don't even realize that you're doing it half the time like since, since he kept on picking me up like I didn't notice I was doing it but because yeah. he picked me up on it actually now I'm noticing I'm noticing more and more like whenever I do it and I do notice myself still doing it but then I tell myself off for for doing that which doesn't work yeah but <laughs> you kind to yourself about it yeah. because it's okay it's okay you know we we get these habits they become ingrained and it's it is that recognizing that um Oh, okay I'm doing it so like because you don't want to give yourself a hard time about giving yourself a hard time yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's, so it's that reframing isn't it and sort of like yeah. oh okay I mean I'm I, I, it's one of the things that I've done over the years and and I'm really kind of used with my clients as well it's like practicing like that reframing of the self-talk and just kind of being kind and noticing when you're doing it and even in jest even joking about yourself and be like oh I'm really stupid oh I'm really like I'm really clumsy or whatever it's like all of these things that we can frame ourselves as um if it if it's breaking off bits of who you are and 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 kind of filling it up with negative stuff it's like now 
you need no yeah. <laughs> notice notice and like reflect on why you're doing that and maybe yeah. and shift it isn't it yeah definitely yeah. so what what do you do now when you're struggling what what's different for you um so the the major the the probably the biggest thing is um that i put my needs first you usually it's all like Amber needs this doing, I need to be there for this, I need to do this at work, I need to help this person. And that wears you down mm-hmm. if you're not making any time for yourself. At all. I still do all those things. I still help all those people and I still look after my daughter, but I make sure that I'm well first. So I I am more conscious of my um my triggers. I'm more conscious of like as soon as I start to see myself getting worked up or um see myself um struggling then I'll do things to look after me and um, one of the biggest things that I, I do as well is just get out of the house mm. um whenever I'm feeling really bad it's so easy for me and I really want to just curl up on the sofa and hide from the world and pretend that the rest of the world doesn't exist and then I like going to my little safe zone but it ends up making me feel worse um so um, my boyfriend's starting to recognize this now so if ever I'm having a bad day he kind of says should we go for a walk (laughs) and actually within five minutes of being outside like we we only go for a walk around the sports field that's near our house but within five minutes of being outside and getting some fresh air I feel so much better Mm -hmm. like it's ridiculous how how much better just that simple um simple movement um is and it shows um, it shows it doesn't have to be big massive life-changing stuff for it to be big massive life-changing stuff just taking yeah. five minutes to step out of your door and and move your body be out in the air and the nature and the sun or rain probably in England but being, yeah. <laughs> being out um it shifts that energy doesn't it and it and it can it helps um happy hormones and and just kind of moves your mindset from one place to another yeah and I I just like I've I've got a few different things that like I know will make me feel better so I just make sure to actually kind of schedule them in like yeah um it's quite it's quite easy to just suddenly like shove all of your things to the side if things get busy but actually no I make space for those now so every Tuesday morning usually I'm um at Tai Chi class um because it's nice to see other people it's very relaxing um session it gets my body moving and also they they do like a bit of a meditation at the end mm-hmm. um at home I use finger labyrinths as meditation because I'm I'm a massive fidget um and I like having my hands my hands busy um so it's all those things and I I always have like a piece of I, I always have like a notebook in my bag and a pencil um not to do any journaling or anything because I've not mastered that yet but I doodle and mm-hmm. doodling and being creative um that really really helps me it just like gets me into a zone it, it's it's like one of my favorite mindful activities because you just end up sinking into what you're doing and, mm. and the picture that you're creating and then it gives you a sense of fulfillment at the end when you you come up with something that's actually like oh that's quite pretty um it's it's so nice so it's, it's all just little things I, I don't think I've made any major life like other, I've cut down um my hours at work now um to two days a week um one to focus on my business but two because I can't handle five days a week where I work it's lovely I absolutely adore my job but it's too much for my mental health 
Um, but other than that, I've not made any big life changes. They're all yeah. little things. And it's all those little things that add up to actually meaning that I can go on with my my day-to-day life. It's meaning I can like play with my daughter and like be present with my boyfriend and just just live. Yeah. Actually live and not struggle. And it sounds like you've got it. I mean, you're an embodiment of everything that I talk about with, in my <laughs> spaces and with my clients. You know, you, you, this is it. It is that building a life of joy, putting yourself at the core of it, understanding that your needs are priority. Um, because from that space, you, I believe you are able to nurture and uh, those around you and, and come from a space of, of love and wanting to give because you've got that energy to give rather than kind of the resentment and the obligation and the, oh, I have to, not, not that you don't love the people around you, but it, it, if you're exhausted, depleted, on edge in your space of kind of, I don't know how I'm going to deal with everything, you... It, I know for me personally, I don't want to give to other people. I don't feel able to give to other people. So putting your needs first, I think it's so important. And and have you found that, that your relationships are different because you've you've mastered that kind of concept of I am important and looking after me is important? I I think that... Well, I wouldn't, first off, I wouldn't say that I've mastered it quite yet. I'm, I'm still working on it. I, I knew as soon as I said that, that you were going to be like, no, I haven't yeah, mastered it. But it's, like, it's, a big, it's, it's a big it's change. It's a work in progress, isn't it? Yeah. But I, I definitely feel that I am more, um, I'm more the, like, I don't just do the things because I need to do the things now. I actually enjoy doing the things. I enjoy that time and I enjoy helping people and I enjoy getting, like, I, I do it, like like you like you said like I again this is something that I hate to say but you do start to resent like I I, I resented my daughter at times which is horrible it was it's a really really horrible thing to say but I think if we're honest but, many of us experience that because we're yeah. so depleted from not putting ourselves first but but now like I I don't like I absolutely love the time that I spent with her I I I don't feel guilty when I say that, no, I, I can't play right now. I need to actually do, do it for me. I need the time for mm-hmm. me. Um, but I feel like I'm a better mom. Like, because I, I am more engaged and I have, the, I have the energy now. I have the energy to do all the things that I wanted to do beforehand. And so I'm not getting as run down and I'm not starting to get that resented feeling of like I do not want to do this right now I cannot cope with this right now but I have to because otherwise I'll be terrible I don't Mm. have that now because I think the more that you do for yourself actually the more energy that you have the more energy that then you can go into the world with um and yeah it's, it's just made a massive difference like it feels like a life that I can actually sustain Mm. because when you're not putting yourself first and you're just getting run down and run down and run down, it's not sustainable. And at some point it gets to the point where actually you can't cope with it anymore. And that can lead to arguments, it can lead to fallouts and it can lead to so many more problems and it can lead to mental health issues, which is what it did for me. Mm. Like one of my favorite quotes is like, 
you have if you don't make time for your wellness you will be forced to make time for your illness and it's completely yeah. true and I've been there and it's horrible and I don't ever want to be there again if ever I start to feel guilty now I just think well actually if I carry on doing what I'm doing I know exactly where that leads mm-hmm. and I'm not going there again I'm not being in that space where I can't look after myself let alone anyone else because that's not going to that's not going to do anyone any good so like I think having that ability to just say I I don't have to feel guilty I am it is completely okay for me to focus on me actually it makes me a better person it makes me much better at being a good wife a good girlfriend um a good mom a good daughter a good sister a good friend because I'm me I'm more Mm. me now like for years and years and years bits of me were getting taken away and just like trodden down into non-existence and now it's been a long journey but I've got that back and I can just be myself and hopefully that means that I'm also being a good role model for my daughter when she struggles with life Mm -hmm. so I've gone on a ramble. No, I love it. I mean, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm sitting here nodding. If people that are listening won't be able to see that, but I agree with everything you're saying. And it's the things that I go to into spaces and talk about. So it's so wonderful that it it's, you know, you, you've recognized this for yourself and you're here sharing this message to people that like it's so important to put yourself first. We I think as women especially we have this idea that we have to put everybody else first. We have to make sure everyone's looked after and then if there's any energy or time left at the end of the day we'll look after ourselves and it really is time that we shift that and recognize um that self-care is that foundation that self-care enables us to look after other people that self-care um is that core of mental mental health filling up ourselves filling up our emotional factory our physical wellness our like spaces that we want to be in our creative space none of it is being selfish and it does lead to us being able to have stronger connections it does lead to us being able to be um the parents that we want to be because as you said like you have joyful interactions now more than the moments of because being a parent's hard um and if we're all honest there's moments that we think oh please just leave me be um but if you're if you're full if you're full of like joy from doing the things that you need to do and they only need to be five minute increments throughout the day of things that make you happy you are much more able to be like hey yes let's do this thing and it that becomes part of your self-care as well connecting in with your kids connecting in with your spouse doing things that you enjoy it all it all builds up so we we go in we can go in upward spirals or we can go in downward spirals and for a lot of the time it is the choices that we make i know there comes a point where it, it like as we just talked about at the beginning we're not making choices anymore because it just is and you're stuck in it and making the choices is extremely difficult then and that is when you need to connect in with people for support and to help you come out of that hole that you're in because it it can feel impossible but you, you've come on today and you've shared that whilst yes it absolutely is difficult it doesn't have to be impossible and and you deserve to reach out and ask people for support and connect in with that support and be able to find your way 
find the way that is for you through into that space of 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 light and and loving yourself and looking after yourself um no it's like that's you said everything that I like to say to people (laughs) so it's great to hear it from somebody else um I think we are probably at time so if this feels like an okay place to kind of bring it to an end is there anything else is there anything you want to kind of leave people that are listening with I just say be kind like to others because you never know what they're actually going through you don't know what's going through their head and they could be really really struggling but mostly to yourself like we are always our hardest critics and give yourself a break life life is hard but you can do it and you are amazing thank you so much thank you thank you for coming on and sharing with me today and for being so kind of open and vulnerable about your journey I really appreciate that you've made the time and you've you've been prepared to come and speak with me today oh you're welcome thank you um and thank you to those that have listened uh if if you feel that you've been experiencing um the kind of things that we've talked about today and you would like to reach out for support you can reach out to me um at srtt.co.uk if you just want to find out more about me or my guests again give feedbacks and suggestions you can visit srtd.co.uk i'll be back next wednesday with a new guest and until then as always stay curious and be kind to yourself